Yes, everybody. You don't know. Once instead of fierce and you hear the voice, you know it's Zane alongside the people's favorite. Wow, go on, peeps. It's a blessed Sunday in a JRP in the place. Yeah, blessed Sunday, JRP. But how's the Sunday? Um, it, it was a quiet Sunday one. going good? Uh, not much. Yes, man. Not much football and, and this Sunday. Just one match. True. So, but, you know, as I mentioned, football, JRP, without further ado, let's kick it off now. Because, again, the PMOL has surrounded themselves in nothing but controversy. I mean, when will it stop? Yeah, but like Club said, who does it benefit, really, when the damage has already been done? It's not like you're going to reward the team that suffer a point. And how would Liverpool, even if that rule did exist, right? And we yeah. review it and then you're, you're, you give them a point at the at the at the end of the match or whatever after reviewing. How would how would that feel? Yeah, I mean the, the thing is in a JRP, this Diaz outside call is just the latest in a long line of PMOL mistakes or human error as they say and it, it begs to wonder we see this consistent. Last year it was always oh, forgot to draw the line. No, you know, it was, you know, human error. So, if you have people in a booth that are supposed to be watching a game, right, and have all the technology to do their job when called upon, how is it that they keep making these errors consistently? I mean, I heard somebody saying, you know, maybe they were watching Netflix star. They were having a beer and not watching the game. It it, it just it just tell you the, the state of the referee in, in England. Um poorly it, it all comes down to poorly trained at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree with that. And see Venga said it back in the day you know, that you know that famous statement, no referees from England will make it to the World Cup. Yeah yes. and that didn't go down well, right? It's it hard to believe that the technology is here, right? And even though the technology is here, um, we're still having this much controversy where the technology should have helped um, transition things um, seem it seamlessly and, and more easy. easy. Yep. yep. I mean, and the, the sad thing, you know, with the technology in almost every other sport, works and works effortlessly i mean look at cricket right look at tennis american football i mean it even works in football in the other leagues like in syria a or la liga it works but why england the only thing the only thing can be said is that the the same set of referees that were there before the technology that um used to making these blunders are the same set of referees that are there with the te technology um so to, to really improve this is is best to just get rid of all of them and get in probably new Yo, referees yes i think i think referee you know while they should be you know they do their training they also need to train on technological side 
ah thing correct correct but and like i said my, it, um it, who does it help when they come out and say that they are sorry nobody nobody it's like that's right. it's like an additional slap in the face you might as well shut them out it wasn't it wasn't helping um last season when they came out and apologized to the mm-hmm. arsenal um um to chelsea and this time around seven games in there they apologizing to, to liverpool it, it doesn't it doesn't help no and where where we see the referees in england is like they don't get penalized you know what i mean no well they do but they penalize it um when they do get penalized it, it doesn't really even make a difference because we see like Correct. You see the report that they won't officiate um, for next week games, but the following week they're back. They're back on the job. Yeah, that that makes no. And, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't even um, say that they should get well yeah, for every error. Yeah, yeah you pull it out of their salary no when they make blunder right. like that you send them far down the division you relegate them maybe they, they should have yeah. a relegating tier system for referees i bet the mistakes would stop yeah and, the and, mis- and, 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 and when you get relegated it, your peer goes down based on the level yeah. you are at. not naturally because when a club <laughs> get relegated yeah. to the, the next division um the player's salary get cut Yes, yes, I agree. So I agree. I think that's enough. So maybe the FA should have a relegation system for referees. You keep making these blunder. You just go a slag on the next division. You just keep going, going, going down the more mistake you make. Yeah, definitely. Now, mistake. I'm moving away from the PMOL. But still with the Liverpool and Spurs game. That red card mm. for Curtis Jones. I have to ask your opinion. You agree with the decision that it was a red card? Right. Personally, no, personally, fully to be honest, no. I don't think it was a red card. It was very hard. Very. Was, um, was, but again, this is the power of the, the ref. It's it is never it is never consistent per se. Yeah. This week, yeah. this week you see a tackle. Um, giving a red next week, um, it is not. Yeah. So it's, it's, so it's hard. It's hard to follow. Maybe that is not yellow. Maybe it's not true. Yellow, but maybe I should correct myself. Uh, there is consistency. Consistency for crap. <laughs> it's consistently inconsistent. <laughs> correct. <laughs> but with the window, you know, right? Being marred by the controversy and whatnot. Tottenham are one of only two teams unbeaten in the league right now, right? And it's funny. It, it, it's a two. It's a two not London teams. Yep, two not London rivals. No. To be to be to be honest, um, sorry to cut you To be honest, Tottenham are surprising me. Seven games in, and they're second in the table. I know it's still early days. I I think they would have struggled much more um, with with the loss of Harry Kane, but like I said, um, it's still um, early days, right? And but so far, um, so good. Last week they came out of the Northland and Derby smiling with a draw. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no Kane, no problem. I heard a Tottenham fan on Talksport earlier said 
We're going to win the league. So. <laughs> They're getting a little bit too carried away. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's Tottenham fans for you. But they're playing good football. They're playing entertaining football. Really good football. No, a side that played great football over the weekend. Aston Villa. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That was a demolition. Right. But um, before you even jump into Aston Villa, I did say um, in previous week that I believe Brighton will struggle this season with the in, in inception of um, Europe, Europe, European football. Yeah. And we are, we are seeing that, right? We are basically now playing games every, every, every three days and you have to be rotating. Players are, are tired in, are tired in. But this is what um, high level of football is like. They got, they didn't just got blown away. They just, they got knocked out of the park by, by Aston Villa. It could have even been more. It could have been more. And that, that's the crazy thing. It could have been more. It's like every time Aston Villa went forward on the attack, you expected yeah. a goal. Correct. Ali Watkins, that's that's probably one of the first times in recent memory I can remember a player getting a hat trick and almost a hat trick of assist as well. Yes. Right? He was unplayable. He was he was he was brilliant on the day. Um all Aston Villa players were brilliant on the day. Can't say the same thing for Brighton. You would struggle to find a player that was having a decent game for Brighton. They got they, they were in the mud all over the field. From from the from attack to defense, from, they just from didn't the, look good. From from the get-go and we, we, we they're getting a little bit of inconsistent um also they're conceding a lot of goals uh for my comfort yeah. and i'm sure the manager would will not be pleased about this no no i agree since the season start since the season started i don't think they've had a clean sheet yet. no i don't yeah, think it's, so it's, it's a point of concern definitely but you know, Brian, we're not really too worried about them. You did say Europe will be a big ass for them, right? Definitely. Especially the squad they have and losing their best players. And but. and and that's the difference with this season. Um, in previous season, yes, they lost their best players, but they always find a way to bounce back and get and got return results in the league but now this time around is a whole different ball game um you're not playing in in europe regardless if it want to be europa league or the conference or uh, the conference league it is a additional pressure and you're right you can't keep losing your play the, the best your best play and expect that um you're going to deliver on the the more difficult um stages so they know I have to try to find a way to keep those players and also to come to, to compete on and in the league and in Europe as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And like we say now, Brighton is a team that no matter how you try, you just cannot mm-hmm. get. No, so, you cannot get Brian. You have to love what they're doing. They remind me of Southampton back in the past. Back in the past, yeah, definitely. Now a team though that I love to hear and I don't care. Right? Is Manchester United. 
Manchester <laughs> United JRT are well and truly in the mud. And I have a question to ask. How do you beat a team 3-0 at their home, right? And three days later or four days later, you come to your yard and get beat by the same team. <laughs> and I for uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds about right. What can you say that, uh, about Manchester United and Tenag and yeah, who to blame? Who to blame in this scenario? Because they're they're running out of players to blame right now. Yeah, you can't blame any players right now. The managers has been blamed, right? We know the usual suspect is all the Glazers' fault. And yeah, it's it's everyone's fault at Manchester listen, United, as far as listen, I can see. No matter how bad the owners are there, no matter how bad they are, we have to admit this as 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 fans looking outside looking from outside looking in we don't know what the, the, the facilities are like or the other structures are like however the glazers have spent money on managers and players right so I'm, when the results don't translate who do you blame i'm at this point now where i'm starting to believe the, the players that they that they kick out of the camp. I'm starting to believe it. I'm starting to believe what Ronaldo was saying. I'm starting yeah. to believe what Zatan was saying. I'm, I'm start- that Manchester United, that place just seemed like it's a very toxic environment. Regardless of which way they want to get in, it all is boiled down to the same thing over and over again. It's, there, was a, there was a player, right, from Arsenal a few seasons back. That went yes, to Manchester man. United. Yes, man. We can't say his name, Sanchez. And he uh, wanted to leave. Alexis he Sanchez. He wanted to leave immediately. What did he say? The day he walked in, he wished he could tear up his contract and go back. Yes, to yes, yes. He, he right. wanted to call, he called his agent to ask if he could tear up his contract. Yeah. So, yeah, you, Manchester United fans. Seriously, no. Manchester United people, listen. We really have to have a discussion. We would seriously like to know what is going on there, right? And it's not a case of the shoes on the other foot there, because when Arsenal was in the mud, we all know we used to get the bunt and the stick and, you know, everything, right? But this is bigger than just bantering on the shoes on the other foot. The, the the fans of Manchester United. Um, one thing they can't say is that, as much as they want their owners out, the owners do provide the tools. Um, exactly. For whatever success that they should need, right? Exactly. They, they are getting players. Uh, is Ten Hag the man for the job? Probably not. But this this is this is who. Everybody wanted. This is who all the fans wanted. This is who all the ex-players wanted. I mean, Eric. I, I don't know. I really don't know. And it, and like and like I said earlier, on, it can't be the players because they always get the players that they wanted, and then exactly. it just goes back to that default setting where that player is now um, public enemy number one. Yeah. yeah, I remember when Sancho came in, you know, Sancho was lauded by 
all the Manchester United fans as the next best thing, you know? Yeah, he was and, he was he was the next greatest thing um next next to sliced bread. The sliced bread, yeah. Remember you remember Amrabat this season? When we get yeah, Amrabat things are gonna be different and Yeah, he's I mean, the second coming of Christ. Yeah. And then and it revert to default again. But as, as usual, we want to have the discussion with the Manchester United fans. Whether it be in the comments or you come on the program and let us know, you know, who is to be blamed for you being in the mud. But <laughs> to, the, to the other side of Manchester, we go, JRP. Who saw this result coming? It, it's this, not very often yes, the Manchester boys lose on the same day. On the same day. Oh gosh, man. this was a shocker. Whoa. Shocker indeed. City. Right? <laughs> Let's see this one coming. No, you could have you would have bet anything, your house, your possessions, anything on this game and think that it's a foregone conclusion, City will get the three points. City just but, weren't there. They just weren't there. That's as simple as that. And Wolves just... Wolves were there. Wolves turned up. Wolves played. I mean... Um, Neto. Neto. I don't know yeah. if he's playing for a move. You know, <laughs> he's displaying himself for a big money move. But this guy... I think he's one of the farm players of the season so far. He is. He is the farm player of the play of the season. You it's yeah, so far. Yes, I beat Nathan Acne with ease. With ease. Just sheer pace. He sent Nathan Acne for a walk, man. And he managed to to, to hold off um Forden with ease. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. he was terrorizing everybody in City Park. City, City didn't right. do anything much in that match to warrant a, a win, apart from Alvarez no. with a brilliant free kick. Yeah, yeah. But, but I apart mean, from that, there was not much that you could say that City would have gotten a point no. out of that one. Wolves deserve the win, 100%. Fully, Wolves deserve the win. Yeah, no, no, it's a question of... Now City has have gotten beaten. Will they now go on a, a twenty match undefeated streak? <laughs> and 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 you know the, the, the sad thing is if it happens, we can't be surprised. Because that's that's how they tend to rule. They, they lose a match yeah. here and they just go on this undefeated streak. Yeah. Right. It's like their motivation. It's you know what I mean? Motivation. But we need to see more of this from Wolves. If Wolves, if Wolves can continue to play like this um, until the end of the season, they will be in a good place. Definitely. Definitely. Trust me. Neto and Wang. Hey, the Korean guy. Still, the Korean guy, man. They, I'm still surprised at how well they played Saturday. I didn't yeah. expect that. None at all. But uh, no another team, another team that basically shocked everybody. I don't know if I should talk about the good team or the bad team because they both shocked us. First, there's Everton coming off an amazing win, right? An amazing win and playing at home versus a Lowton Town 
that hadn't won a game up to now and was one of the worst teams in the league. How does then Luton go to Everton and win? And here I was last week giving Everton praise. Oh boy, I was such an idiot. I, we should have pulled that video down. <laughs> you know when this says the commentator's curse? It, yeah, it, it has to be the commentator's curse. This, this can't be real. From a brilliant performance a week ago to what was that? And and this is against a team that hadn't won a game before now. The, the, like I said, the only good thing about Everton right now is that one, Luton, Burnley, and Sheffield are playing far more poorer than them. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Hence, that's the only good Everton thing. Everton would have been in that relegation fight right now. I don't, therapy, I don't understand. Don't get it. Yeah, we know there's issues with the Gray and the, the manager, right? And him not playing. But you still have other quality players there, right? Calvert Lewin, who scored, right? Okay, man, you thought, you can make, I made it look easy. Made it look easy. You thought, all right, Calvert Lewin is back. Back for one. Zayn, no disrespect to, to Luton. Um, Everton should have been Luton Com- coming off coming off an impressive win last game yeah they, yes they should have done much better here um many of us are getting frustrated um with this Everton team um they, they have a they have a good record next to Arsenal as being the next team um consistently there in the league I think there's somewhere mm-hmm. there must uh, yeah. they, they have been there since the dawn of time. Yeah, they, they, Everton is one of the teams that has been in the league since the start of the league. Since its inception, yes. Yeah, and, definitely. And the, the, old, the only <laughs> thing I can say is that the only reason Everton will be saved this season is that the likes of Sheffield can't do anything right. Burnley, if they continue to play this way, they might, they will definitely go down as well. Luton Town is the only one that look the the, the, the the side that out of the newly promoted team may survive. Yeah, may and survive. That's may, may survive. So Everton could very well be lucky again this season. And then I mean, Bournemouth again, who, who might join the race. And as you talk about Bournemouth, they are Bournemouth enough are winless from 17. That's that's a worrying that's worrying um for the for the manager. Um international break is what two match away? Uh three. And I think it's two games away now. Two games away, right? And I think two games away. And you're going, international break. Are you going into the national international break with no wins? Yeah, the second international break that. Four different ah. three draws. Yeah, um, um, I mean, it's a cause for concern. That's on the alarm. And this is the thing, you know, they are playing that, that good football. They're playing, they're playing smooth football, attacking football. 
but which is a which is a reflection of the coach because that's a type of football um we we have accustomed to him playing yes. right yes. his team playing but it was disappointing yeah. saturday because we not did nothing this, this is the thing nothing in that they match. thought they thought they could play against arsenal in terms of play the kind of football that arsenal play. and that wasn't going to happen there's there's, there's no way the Bournemouth team could have outplayed this arsenal team Arsenal didn't even get out of half a gear. That's how Listen, easy it was. JRP, when you saw the Arsenal players giving away the penalties, people like Kai Havertz, <laughs> right? Confident, confident Bootsa. Confident Bootsa. Yeah. Yeah, he got the penalty. You know what I mean? You could see the spot on the man's feet. But see it. But that's the little threat that Bournemouth offered and and it, it like i said even when they regroup right and came out in the second half you 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 would have thought that things would have been different i mean uh, yeah i mean you're the you're the home team right but yes you weren't aggressive you weren't nothing on the day no disrespect to Bournemouth and their fans when i said they were nothing but they were offering nothing on the day no, and, and the thing is you know, they have some good attacking players they yeah, have they, really good attacking players they have good attacking players but and that's a performance that no fans should be um proud of if arsenal went up a gear more they could have easily blown one more with a scoreline of seven agreed yeah definitely agreed i, I think it was a I respect things for the manager while we, we, we yeah. you know, he's off. One of my things in that match um, regarding um, myself as an Arsenal fan is that Saka should have came off the park a long time. Agreed. Yeah, I didn't say yeah. Saka was, was in the match for that long. Agreed. Clearly, we have won. Take him off. Yeah, we have won that match from 2 0. 60, take him off. Yeah, definitely. Then the thing is, no, no. The question I need to ask is: after the international, if we get to international break, which will be nine games in, and Bournemouth remain winless, will you see the manager get sacked? The, the alarm bells are going off, and. If if he doesn't get that win, if he doesn't get the next two win to be exact, I'm um, the next two opponents. I I can't even remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure who they face next. But if they don't get at least a win out of out of those out of those two match, I mean you can look at you can look at him getting fired. Uh the 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 owners will definitely look and analyze the table because like I said, with the likes of Burnley and Sheffield United playing poor, um maybe they will not be quick to pull the trigger as yet. Because Sheffield United is is, is far worse than Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but results, results is the only thing that matters. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like we have said, they are, they have managed to get three draws. Maybe yeah. if they can pull off a draw in their next match and possibly a win, 
you could see them building from there. And I, I really hope Omo can turn it around. I mean, listen, people might hear this and think seven games in, nine games in, like, you know, you're talking about managers getting the stock already. We know what the Premier League is like, right? It's basically a doggy dog world. Definitely. So, and the reality you is don't, yeah. seven match in Zane, it is worrying. It, it, we, we're getting to that 10 match, 10 match stage of things now. And if 10 match in here, we win a game, that's a whole lot of pressure. A whole lot of pressure. A whole lot of pressure. I mean, remember, I know, man, the book is not only just bet on who's going to win the league or who's going to get relegated. They are so bet on the first manager getting fired. Correct. Right? You don't want your name in a hat like that. Definitely. But, you know, just wish Bournemouth the best. But, you know, if the fans listening, any Bournemouth fans out there, you know, drop us a comment. How do you see your season so far? <laughs> in our opinion, it's, it's very poor. You know, you may have something else or see something else. But, therapy, you know, if you ever leave the people in with. And as usual, we'll ask everybody, don't hesitate. Smash the like button. Smash it up. Yeah, man, turn on your notification bell. Listen to some EPL content. And people, please, help the channel grow, man. Definitely. Like, as usual, though, please, in a time like this, always be a brother's keeper. Which is right. Yeah, and like usual, I beg everybody to walk. I'm going to be a father. We out. <laughs>